on film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. All right. Jim Carrey to Harvey Keitel. Go. Oh, are we doing the Kevin Bacon game? Yes. Uh, Jim Carrey to Harvey Keitel. Yes. Okay. Um, Harvey Keitel was in a movie, uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. So that's Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. That's John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson. Um, ooh, what's his name? Who was the dad in Free Willy was also in that as well. And he was also in Kill Bill Part 1 and 2. You have to have his name. I know. I know. I'm t- again, I, like I said before we started recording, I'm terrible at this game. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to work with Samuel L. Jackson. Um... I like how Sean's not saying anything. Yep, he's just yep, flow he's charting. I'm down. in my flow charts, yo. <laughs> he's I know, in the zone. But <laughs> don't bug me when I'm in my flow charts. But flow charting is not great for listeners. Yeah, the visual gags. All right, let me describe <laughs> what I'm doing. So I've written Jim Carrey's name, and then I draw some lines. And <laughs> that were in Jim Carrey movies. And then I go to Harvey Keitel, and I do the same thing, and then I just keep making these webs until they match up in my brain. Okay. Harvey Keitel was in Sister Act, wasn't he? He played the mob boss in Sister Act. So you've got hmm. uh, Maggie Smith and Whoopi Goldberg in there. Hmm. And oh, and What's Her Bucket? That was in Hocus Pocus. What's Her Bucket? Uh, what What is her name? I can't remember her name. Sean, do you remember her name? I do not. Wait, say it again. Um, <laughs> you weren't even listening. Uh, <laughs> no, I she had was, no idea. Was, I'm in flowchart world right she now. She was the chick. She was. Uh, she played larger nun in Sister Act and Sister Act the Two, and then she was nun. in uh, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. She was one of the witches. And she loves cupcakes. I know that. Uh, <laughs> what was her name? I don't know. I can't remember her name whatsoever. Yay! I think I have it. I think I have the connection. I'm going to try to sound this out. And if Kathy I'm Kathy Najimy, that's what her name is. Okay, sorry. No, Continue. it's okay. Um, Harvey Keitel was in Pulp Fiction with Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Prove L. Jackson it. was in Star Wars Episode <laughs> One: The Phantom Menace with Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor was oh, in I Love You, Philip Morris. Oh, that was way easy. Boom! Oh, Yay! I get so one. Quick. Yay! All of these webs just in, drawn in vain. How did your flow tar- charts help you now, Sean? It looks like shit, Kevin. It looks like shit. Thanks for bringing it up. We could do another one. We could do another one. I used to be so good at this game. All right, I'll let you take the lead on this one, Sean. We can do another one. No, um, I don't want to do another one. You sure? All right, let's do another one. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's do one more. All right. Jim Carrey to Dakota Fanning. Oh, wow. man. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> Well, all right, so I have to bring up Dakota Fanning's IMDb. All right, so okay, uh, I got it. Dakota Fanning is oh, in my cheating. nightmares every night, and she chases me with a knife. <laughs> also in my nightmares is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is in a movie with Jason. Jason Voorhees. Okay, I got that. <laughs> right. All right, so Dakota, Dakota Fanning was in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Yep. Uh, she was also in. Um, oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay, go Dakota ahead. Fanning was in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in that fucking horrible movie. Uh, with Cameron Diaz, night and day, and Vanilla Cameron Sky? Diaz was in the mask with Jim Carrey. Boom. Nice, nice. Wait, wait, wait. Quick what was, the, wait, what was the end of that? Uh, he was in Night and Day with, with Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz, and then Cameron yeah. Diaz was in the mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Well done, Sean. All you had to say, you Sarah, you gave it away because as soon as you were like Tom Cruise, I was like, Tom Cruise was in the web from he, he the was floor. flow charting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> see, flow charting helps. All right, flow so charts, then, um, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so I want to propose one more and see if Sarah can come out with this one. So let's okay. see. Um, Jim Carrey and Justin Timberlake. Was that what that sound was? Jim Carrey and Justin yeah. Timberlake. Jim Carrey and Justin Timberlake. Okay, Justin Timberlake. Uh, who was? Wait. No, done. Easy. Justin Timberlake was in 
bad teacher with Cameron Diaz who was in Mask oh, with Jim Carrey. Oh, shit. Damn. Cameron Diaz is the link to Jim Carrey. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. That was okay. fun. And with that, welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Awkwardly, uh, uh, welcome uh, to Nerds on Film. <laughs> I'm going to take this one this time. Nerds on Film. That should be our new. That should be our new thing. Someone says something hilarious, and then you just go. No, I found. No, I found. Oh. I'm Sean Moriarty. I'm Kevin Sidorius. And with that, <laughs> I'm Sarah Ashley. <laughs> You are not the. No, I'm sorry. You are not the first person to have that be their impression of me. <laughs> that is so weird. But like three people before have been like, "I'm Sarah," and I'm like, uh, "They're what? like you have like like a like a surly British woman is the voice that they old witch. I'm, apparently, I'm Sarah Ashley. Apparently, I'm Eliza Doolittle. Let's just go with that. <laughs> okay. All I want is a room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Rhine in Spain lays mainly on the plain. <laughs> <laughs> and with that there, mates, welcome to Nerds on Film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin Satorius, I am. I'm Sean Moriarty. And I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm not doing a stupid I'm fucking Sarah accent. Ashley, I'm Sarah Ashley, I am. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our British and Australian listeners, we do apologize. We love Spare doing... Spare two pets for a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, I want some more tampons. Oh, my God. Uh, Sean, we... you mean Sarah Tuppence. <laughs> it's oh. lady week. <laughs> Just a spoonful of sugar shuts the fucking kids up. Wow. Uh, anyway, our dear Austral jokes. <laughs> our dear Australian <laughs> and British listeners, we Americans love doing sarcastic, weird British and Australian accents, so please do not be offended by us. We're just trying no, to have some fun. No, it's all in good fun. Yeah, right, all yeah. in good fun. Um, so why did I keep bringing up Jim Carrey yeah. in the Six Degrees of Separation game? Um, why? Because he's not Kevin Bacon. Because I wanted to, you know. <laughs> actually, Six degrees of Jim Carrey. Actually, fun fact: uh, Kevin Bacon is not the center of the Hollywood universe, and is not the most connected person in Hollywood. And you guys should read more about that on my blog article that I wrote. Oh, not too long did you ago. do one about who the true fulcrum of all of Hollywood is? I did actually. Harvey Weinstein. Nice. Yeah. It, when you, did you release it? Monday. Text me and shit. <laughs> okay, or just pay attention to the website, Sean. Yeah. I can't be. I can't. Anyway, no, it's fine. Anyway, Wait, why would you want shit? By the way, <laughs> it's it's called uh, it's called six degrees of game creation, um, yes. and I talk about the where the game came from and who's the most connected people and the Oracle of Bacon and Bacon numbers and Google's interesting search functions yeah. having to do with Bacon numbers. So it's kind of fun. Um, anyway, besides the point, the reason why I kept bringing up Jim Carrey is because. Today on Nerds on Film, we're going to do something we haven't done yet, but we've wanted to do for a while, and we're going to pick an actor and focus on him or her. All right, so instead of it being the wheel of history this time, Sean, I have uh, done the liberty of making the wheel of actors and actresses, so we're just going to go ahead and spin that, and let's see what lands on. And right. apparently on our wheel of movies here, yeah. every what? single entry is Jim Carrey, because that's what we were planning on, Kevin. Well, no, yeah. I was going to plan on, oh, look! Hey, Look no, what no, it landed. No. One of them says Dom DeLuise. One of them says Dom DeLuise. <laughs> oh, it was so close between Mel Brooks and Jim Carrey, but it's going to be Jim Carrey this time. Okay, cool. Oh, righty then. All righty then. 
Wait, There's going to be a lot of well-known and annoying quotes thrown out, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're sensitive to them, I suggest you fuck off immediately. P-A-R-T-Y, because I, I gotta. Lie. Oh, I, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> what? Never mind. What I was were you thinking, thinking of? I was thinking of uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. Why? Because we love you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, do you remember how the one in the 90s like broke down to like a hip-hop beat right after? Yeah. <laughs> M-O-U-S. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Mickey awesome. and I'm hip with it. Huh? Huh? No. No, he's not. Um, but yeah, Jim Carrey. I'm just letting you do your thing, Kevin. Alright, so alright, we can cut all of this out. He's and gone. I can it. let you just just jump right in. Fine. I thought it was gonna be funny, but <laughs> clearly it's not. Sean, cut all this out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not you, going to. You lay in this bed you've made for yourself, Kevin. <laughs> All right, well, if that's the case. Mm. <laughs> Our listeners can't see right now, but Kevin just tore his shirt off, pulled I'm... one ball through the fly in his pants, just one ball. And I'm kicking it. And did spirit fingers. <laughs> Guys, Sarah, I, that's I why have... Sarah's so silent. I have never seen such a spectacle before in my life, and I'm frightened. <laughs> At least it is one ball, not two. But what? Or everything else. Please, for the love of God, cut that one out. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, Jim Carrey, everyone. So why do we want to talk about Jim Carrey? Well, I'm pretty sure that all of us grew up on thinking that Jim Carrey was the greatest comedic actor to ever exist. He was yes. silly so. pie. I was obsessed. I wrote letters to him constantly, and I got the same exact photo signed, spank you very much, signed Jim Carrey. But when you looked really close at it, it was like a printed oh. autograph on it. Boo! Still, that's kind of nice. I want a yeah. fake autograph. I know. Boo. But yes, Jim Carrey. Um. So ha- <laughs> well, let's talk about how Jim. But yes, Jim Carrey. Let's talk Jim about Carrey. how Jim Carrey got his start. Apparently, total class clown in school, um, grew up in Ontario, and he's a Canadian guy. He's a Canadian guy, and uh, he had some actually some pretty deep struggles when he was a kid. I guess um, his dad. And this is a pretty well known story, but his dad lost his job um, when Jim Carrey was about. 12 i guess and uh they ended up having to live in a van for a while and the whole family was having to work and be janitors and stuff like that and they kind of had a big issue with that um jim carrey dropped i keep saying jim carrey jim mr carrey mr carrey uh james ace ventura (laughs) he he dropped out he dropped out of high school um when When he was was 16 16, yeah and um decided that with the help of his dad he was just gonna go and and make a big doing comedy and he started off in comedy clubs and um was terrible till about i guess 19 or 20 when he started and, doing good and mm-hmm. um went to the comedy store a lot store. of it was impression based too a lot mm-hmm. of his popularity was impression based like his dead on impressions yeah. yeah yeah and um so yeah so i guess he got got to start at the comedy store really um work with like louis anderson i think um bob saget and those kinds of ronnie people. dangerfield gave him a lot of time in his uh did he have his i think he had a club he had a club didn't he I think so. Yeah. I thought the Yuck Yucks was his, but I am pretty sure Well, the Yuck Yucks was where he first bombed when he was 16. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he got his start in stand-up comedy, and then he went on and started to do movies. I think his first major role was uh, Once Bitten in 1985, which I've seen that movie more times than I'd like to admit, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me too. It's okay. I've seen it a lot, too. 
It's because totally as soon ridiculous. As Jim really got big. They they repackaged a lot of his older movies, mm-hmm. and we're like, here, Jim Carrey, everything. And I bought it and I watched it a lot. I watched it. I used to watch it every Halloween. Yeah, and even though it's not scary. It's no, it's not scary. Ridiculous. It's and ridiculous. Lauren Hutton and... is horrible in that movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's this really bad eighties movie about a vampire who needs to suck the blood of a young virgin male, that being Jim Carrey. <laughs> um and hilarity ensues. And a dance number, a dance battle. I love the, the high school gym. in that movie. Yeah. He's hilarious. He is really good. He's really, really good. Um but there was also there was another movie that I saw, um, that was actually it was a made for TV movie and it's not actually listed on IMDb, which I find really interesting. Is that the something something Maple Drive? No. Rubber face. Oh, rubber face. Yeah, it yep. was a CBS um made for TV movie and then eventually like went out on, on VHS and it was about a girl who was learning to be a stand up comic and she befriends Jim Carrey. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Little fun things. Yeah. That movie is tough to watch it's not good it's no it's It's not not good and not even jim carrey's not good in it either it's not even that good but it's fun to see yeah well it's it's a history lesson yeah Yeah, exactly um eric would appreciate that yes (laughs) yes i'm sure he would um peggy sue got married he was in that oh that's right he's he's very small part he's one of uh nick cage's like Mm -hmm. group of d-bag like high school popular kids yep (laughs) yep Oh, and he was in that. Uh, he was in that Clint Eastwood movie. One of the. It was a. Uh, was it a Dirty Harry movie? Yes, it was. That was. It was actually, like one of the later Dirty Harry movies. It was the fifth one, the Deadpool. The Deadpool. Yeah, yep. he's like a punk rocker in that movie. Yep. And I was yeah. telling this uh, to Sarah in the car. Uh, spoiler alert: He gets like a grand total of I think three minutes of screen time. Uh, Thirty yeah. seconds of which he plays a corpse. Dum dum dum. Um, there was one other thing that you had mentioned uh, when it comes to stand-up that I actually listened to. Uh, I heard an interesting story from Judd Apatow uh, in the podcast, by the way, that's hosted by Jeff Garland. He was actually sharing some stories about Jim Carrey doing stand-up, and he said that you know once he got out of his phase of bombing, he was actually amazing. And I think, if I, I may be remembering this wrong or incorrectly, but um, he did stand-up once for like three hours, and... Uh, people were just eating it up. It was great, wow. and it's it's impressive because nowadays I think the world record for longest stand-up is tied between Dave Chappelle, which is great, and Dane Cook, which is not great. And I think it's like six or eight hours. Oh my straight. god! Um, actually, if you want to watch some of Jim Carrey's stand-up, they have I, I know on YouTube there's like thirty minute segments of yeah. him doing a stand-up. Ooh, yeah. yeah. He wore some bad shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> there were some oh, yeah. awful shirts. Oh no! Well, but I the think 80s. they lended to his style, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. At the time, I'm sure. Yeah. he's like, oh, I'm wacky, so I'm gonna wear a wacky shirt. <laughs> Arm waves and all. <laughs> well, yes. Hey, everybody. You didn't have to comment on that. Bye, everybody. So after Deadpool, which actually was listed as James Carey, apparently. Mm, yes, yep. James. James Carey. James Carey. He was James in in Living Color too. Yeah. Oh, was he? Um, he was also in Earth Girls Are Easy, <laughs> which I've definitely watched that a few times. On, I love uh, that movie. On um, Comedy Central. <laughs> it's so 80s. Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans. And Jeff wow. Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans are um, aliens from yes. outer space, and they come down and 
are just trying to fit in. I don't even remember the premise. I just remember they were like they were like cat people that were all furry with stripes. Yeah, and then like they just shaved them down, and they're like, oh, you guys are just all of a sudden like normal we look looking normal. Dudes um, <laughs> and then yeah, and, and Hot device. And so Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum fall in love. Like I think that's the big premise. But it's in that movie that there's a there's a musical number and. Uh, like some blonde chick and she sings yeah. the song she because plays I'm a blonde. That she plays herself. I think she was like an MTV Angelie? DJ at the time. S- nope. What is that chick's name? I don't know. Um, Hold but- on. I'm checking. Okay. No, no. You guys keep talking. I'm just going to yeah, interrupt no, one I'm, of you I'm, at some point like we always I'm do. I'm curious and- too. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, but the, so the song um, because I'm a blonde or something like that, uh, that was actually a pretty big hit on parody and comedy radio hmm. um so dr demento like played that song and i have it on a dr demento 20th anniversary cd thing. got it okay who is it it's not an mtv vj who is downtown julie brown but the reason i mixed it up is because her name is julie brown and she played herself okay hmm. interesting yep. who is who is hot and still hot by the way oh well that's good to know <laughs> Um, and then what I think and well sh- I've never even heard of that one. I uh, neither have I. Uh, Pink Cadillac, High Strung, but he was uncredited in that one. Doing Time on Maple Drive. That was the one that you were thinking of, Sean. And I've never seen that movie. Doing Time either. on Maple Drive. That's, That's another the one TV that movie. I could never find back when I was obsessing over Jim Carrey. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think at one point there wasn't internet video sales that much, and I was at the behest of whatever you know, Suncoast Video. Tower Records, or if you're a Bay Area person, Rasputin had to offer. There you go. There you go. Um, But it's right around this time when he gets onto In Living Color. And that's where his like major mainstream popularity starts coming in. Um, Because I believe he was on that from 1990 to 1994. I think it was 89. Started in 89. Okay. Well, he was basically the token white guy um, (laughs) on that show. (laughs) Um, Jamie Foxx was on that show. Damon Wayans, right? Damon Wayans yep. was on that show, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damon Wayans, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and their sister Kim Wayans were all on that show. The Wayans family. Well, what about wow. their adoptive Irish brother, McClutchin Wayans? <laughs> <laughs> McClutchin? That's an Irish last name, not a first name. I know. It's McCutcheon, I know. not I, McClutchin. I mean, Patrick is a very Irish name, but it's it wasn't wow. Irish enough for me. <laughs> you just you want me to just eat a potato in front of you? And yeah, 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 this, all right. You, you racist know, son of a bitch. I, I still don't How understand. Dare you bring, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just put away my shepherd's pie and Guinness now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our Irish listeners out there, I apologize. <laughs> I wanted to go with the stereotypes on that one. Okay. How many Irishmen does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many, Sean? Two. One holds the light bulb up. The other one drinks until the room spins. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm putting that one in the bank because yeah, I, I have I love light bulb jokes oh, as I've talked about before I think. Um, okay. Oh, did we talk about the Duck Factory yet? No, we have not. The mm. Duck Factory. Which, one's Duck Factory? I, which I, they've re, they've replayed this on some uh, cable stations before, just as like a weekend marathon kind of thing, and it's pretty funny, but it's also pretty terrible. Was it a sitcom? Kind of. It was about these. It was about a group of people. I think there was a group of people. I can't remember all the details, but I remember that Jim Carrey was an animator, and he drew this duck. But the animated duck, like, would he would see the animated duck and talk to him? Oh, that's kind of weird and stuff. He was part of the show. There was an animated duck in the show. That's kind of cool. Huh. I like that. His name was uh, Jim Carrey's name in the TV series was Skip Turkington. <laughs> 80s names. That 80s white guy names. So wow. 80s. That's like who names their kids Skip? 
How many consonants can we fit together? I don't think together? I've ever met a Tarkington either. Yeah, definitely not. Mm. I've heard <laughs> no of Turkleton. But that's the Scrubs uh, Yeah, that's Scrubs. And yeah. his name's not actually I know, Turkleton. It's not Turkleton, but okay. it's Turk. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so he's on Living Color, and um, he had a lot of really cool characters. Um, Fire Marshal Bill um, is, like, one of the most popular ones, as Sean's, like, peeling his lip above his <laughs> teeth so he can do it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I used to try to be Fire Marshal Bill all the time. When I was a kid, I loved Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire Marshal Bill was hilarious because you knew exactly what was going to happen. It was part of that, you know, you knew exactly what the sketch was going to go. Mm-hmm. But how was he going to destroy himself and everything around him? <laughs> one of the, like, I unfortunately haven't seen uh, In Living Color, but one of the promo images I keep seeing when it's referenced is when he's, like, he has uh, pigtails and he has, like, oh. his bikini Vera DeMilo. I was just going to say that. She is my, she, he is my favorite character. It's so freaking funny. So he plays a woman who... Basically, at some point in her life, decided she wanted to become a bodybuilder and have and get rid of her boobs. And so she's basically a whole joke about her being like super manly and then taking tons of steroids and, yes. and <laughs> choose tobacco. Yeah, and it's basically and she was always spitting everywhere. It, and the voice that Jim Carrey puts on is very similar to Sean's drag queen voice. Hi. I'm Beard of Milo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had like the horse whinnying laugh. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> was not as good as I could have done it. I'm no, sorry. That's, still really that's good. all right. But and I freaking love, love, love. I don't know why, but I think it's the pigtails and then the it's itzy, the pigtails and the fact that he's not muscular. He's not muscular at all. Tops. Yeah. Well, and the but like and then like these the itty bitty little bikini tops that are just like. <laughs> <laughs> and there was that one episode where like they cut the bikini top off of him. It was like a Conan the Barbarian style movie that they, he was in or uh-huh. she was in. And it cuts it, and he's just so mortified. <laughs> it's so fucking awkward and hilarious. I don't know why, but that's totally my favorite character on that uh, when he was on that one. Mm-hmm. But he had some, he had some good ones. That yeah, was... he had great characters. What's another one that he used to do? Hold on. Uh, he always he did a, a great um, Charles Bronson impression. Oh, really? <laughs> on that, they always did like a Charles Bronson movie where he it was always a, a trail a fake trailer for a Charles Bronson movie. Where instead of shoot, he would hold a gun up to a guy. Instead of shooting him, he'd like flip it upside down and then fucking pistol whip the guy, <laughs> knock him across the face. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, but if you haven't ever gone back and watched In Living Color, do it. It's very interesting. And actually, the, and the amount of like jokes about white people, it's just fantastic. So that was his little. He he ended that in 1994, and right around that time, he did. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Da, da, yes. da, da, da. Which is probably like the just the start of the grand uphill mm-hmm. transition of, of Jim Carrey's career. Yep. And I remember that when I bought that movie, I had money I got from doing chores and I rode my bike to the Long's drugstore. And I and I saw it and I was like, oh, the dude from In Living Color I love, because I think I was like nine or ten. And I go and I buy this VHS and I haven't seen it and I take it home and I'm like, Dad, it's the dude. It's the dude from In Living Color. <laughs> nice. And he's like, let's watch it. And the, I remember I opened the VHS case up and it came with your own pet detective license that looked just like his and you could what? write your name in it. And I carried that in my wallet until like sophomore year of high school. I, that's how much of a nerd I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm, the first time I saw this movie, 
was at, I was watching an edited version at a YMCA day camp. Oh. <laughs> like one summer, oh. they had edited versions of it. It was like a, it was yeah. like an edited version, so like it was TBS. Well, so something. it was more like child friendly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I was like, what? I don't understand, but this is so damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, it Did was, they just cut out the whole Einhorn is a man part at the end and everything? No, no. I mean, they had that. It was like the reveal, the part where he like turns oh, her yeah, around like that. Oh, yeah, junk. Yeah, that all got cut. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they it basically, like, the, it was basically like the TV version, yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, Ace Venture Pet Detective was my introduction to Jim Carrey. I had no idea who he was uh, until that movie, and... The first time I saw it, I was at a sleepover with like three or four of my friends, and they were talking about this funny movie that involves uh, the Miami Dolphins, and I was like, well, that sounds obscure. Sure, why not? My vocabulary is so <laughs> top-notch for me being you like a seven-year-old. as a comedy about the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> That's so not what it is. Football, yeah. Because of my love of football. Because I know I the decided. word obscure, and I'm seven years old. <laughs> but yeah, I remember watching that, and it was hilarious. I didn't get half the jokes, and yeah, that was my introduction. And to this day, it's still one of my favorite performances of his. In fact, I actually watched that movie today to prepare for uh, tonight's episode, and I totally forgot this one moment in the movie, and it all made sense, um, that, uh, what's her name? Courtney Cox. No, not her, the, the, the police chief. What's her name? Uh, Einhorn? Einhorn. Sean Young. Sean Young. Einhorn? (laughs) name is Sean Young. Yes, who's also in Blade Runner. Yes. Sure enough, when it's revealed that she is, um, what's his name, Uh, Finkel, the the punter who misses the kick, uh, and everyone just... Laces out, Dan. Yeah, laces out. (laughs) Laces out. Everyone just starts, like, you know, spitting, and uh, one of the cops is, like, rubbing his uh, tongue, and I just realized, yeah, apparently she made out with everyone in the force. Yeah. Yeah. I never got that joke until today. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a really good movie. I remember... And the funny thing is, is the things that I thought were, like, I I guess people thought were funnier when we were kids compared to what I think is so freaking funny about it now. Totally different. Um, I remember all of my guy friends just, like, walking out of the bathrooms just going, do not go in there. (laughs) Woo! You know, like, doing that whole thing, right? Um, But honestly, like, when I saw that again later on, I think it was actually the, the thing where he is pretending to be the dolphin trainer. That whole scene is Which, so damn funny. That whole scene is only available on... That was not the theatrical cut. Was that it? whole scene was added later. That whole scene was on the VHS, and that was the first time I saw it, and on the DVD copies. But in theaters and on a lot of TV broadcasts, it's not that. That's yeah. disappointing, because yeah, that is so freaking funny. I am Heinz Kitz Velvet, <laughs> trainer of the Dolphins. Oh, oh, do you know the dolphin? <laughs> do, do you, you call him at home? <laughs> do you have a dolphin? <laughs> I got trains. I got, the I got. Dolphin. You must think like the dolphin. You must get inside the dolphin's head. <laughs> shit is so I used good. To have that shit memorized back wow, in the day. I, I forgot about that scene. I, I used to have it on DVD a long oh. time ago. I'm surprised that was cut out, yet um, him going into the mental hospital and <laughs> dressing up in a tutu. Blue for to do! Blue for to do! <laughs> Put me in, coach! Just give me another chance! <laughs> <laughs> Half time! <laughs> His whole backwards thing Oh my was god, I used genius. to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he uh, did such a perfect job. I thought I was like, did 
perfect Did they just slow mo. Like, yeah, I honestly have no idea how Courtney Cox kept a straight face yeah. throughout that whole thing. Like, the, mm-hmm. oh my god! And apparently, a good chunk of that was improvised, like on the set, yes. right Excellent. there. Yeah, um, it was that scene where he does the football slow mo that actually got me interested in acting out slow mo. I just realized. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, and oh, and when he. Uh, I was earlier watching um, Inside the Actor's Studio with him, a weird YouTube edited version of it. And apparently he got the character for Ace Ventura, like all of his mannerisms and everything like that, basically got it from birds. He just decided like everything about this guy was going to be bird-like from down to his walk to like some of his little more twitchy behaviors his and his hair style. and his yeah. colors. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like everything just wanted to be bird-like. When he head bops and... He's and talking. the whole movie, the one thing throughout the whole movie is he's get, trying to get that fucking albino pigeon. Yeah. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. But it wasn't until after Ace Ventura 2 when they made the Ace Ventura cartoon series, oh, right? Yeah. Which was bad. That was bad. I remember bad. one of my, I hope none of you are listening, but one of my uncles and aunts bought me like the Ace Ventura Christmas special that was also the pilot, I think. I think that it was very weird that the pilot for it was their Christmas special. Oh, hmm. that is kind of weird. Yeah. That one was <laughs> it was terrible. Good. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on. Right after that came out same year, The Mask. Yes. Which... I honestly loved that movie to this day, but it was a little harder to watch the last time I saw it, which was uh, like months How's, ago. I need so? that movie in doses. Like I can't watch yeah. it like repeatedly or a like lot. Like we did like, back in the day where we watched it three times a day. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. I never yeah. did because the, I preferred Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh. And and even though I liked all the cartoony stuff, and I think my parents liked the mask. Well, I know my parents liked the mask better. It was actually all my friends were running the the catchphrases into the ground, and so I didn't want to. Oh, yeah. It was really driving me crazy. Uh, those, yeah, I have, I have something like awful to tell all of you about what this movie did to me. Okay. Unless Kevin, you were saying something. Oh well, let's start it on a low note, and then I'll end it on a high note. <laughs> So Brian can attest to this. I wish he was here so we could talk about this. But after the mask, I was so obsessed with that movie that I bought this like green surgical mask at the store that I went all the way down to like below my nose and I cut eye holes in it and I would put it on and I would assume the douchebag like arrogant character of the mask and oh, no. not ever stop and yeah, and Brian oh, no. can tell you about the time I brought it into the pool at, at Nani and Papa's house, our grandparents. And it was one of the worst days he's probably ever had in his life. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brian. Oh, no. But, I mean, I thought that was a good one. Like, Cameron Diaz was great in it. And, uh, I mean, it Wasn't clear- that, like, her breakout role, too? Kind of, yeah, I think yes, so. Yes, that yeah. was. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Jim Carrey, like, his facial features clearly highlighted, did clearly. a really good job, working very well behind the makeup mm-hmm. and the latex mask yes. that he had to wear. Yeah. From a nerd standpoint, this was actually uh, Industrial Light and Magic, the special effects house that did that started with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually one of their first forays into character, human-based CGI. And yeah. I got to tell you, to this day, the effects actually still hold up pretty well. Those were groundbreaking effects at the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I remember yeah. they did a whole episode about it on Movie Magic, which yeah. if you were a mm-hmm. nerd back oh, in the day, you used no, to I, watch yeah. Movie I totally Magic. remember seeing yeah. something about yeah, that. I totally yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember watching that episode. And uh, actually, right around the time, this is when my mom was working for Industrial Light and Magic. What? So I'm just saying. You never told me that. Then you haven't listened to past episodes when I've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, you haven't listened to the 13 
episodes that Fuck. she's talked about it. I've listened to every episode. I, I don't know why it hasn't sunk in until you just said it then. I remember yeah. you telling the story about how you got to see one of the Oscars. Uh, yeah, hold because it. her mom yeah, worked there. Because my yeah. mom worked there. It was Take Your Daughter to Work Day. See, I don't know why I blocked that part of my brain out, but <laughs> okay. that's still freaking just awesome. Just the relevant yeah, parts. Just the relevant parts, he just... Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Then, what also came out in the exact same year... Wow, because he had back-to-back-to-back. Back is back. there coup, is coup d'etat? Coup de Gracie. Coup yeah, de Gracie. I was like, it's coup de gras. Yeah, it's coup de gras, but... Because coup d'etat is, is a seizure of the state. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's well, when, it it's when the lower people decide to take the government over. Oh. <laughs> and that's what happened. Jim Carrey took the government over. Staging a coup? That's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. is. So, okay. You know how I told you that my brain hasn't been working this entire week? Yeah. Yeah, it's still extending to today. So his coup de Gracie, <laughs> dumb and dumber... <laughs> Dumb and Dumber is a great, is a great, great movie, yes. and fucking great movie. They're working on the sequel. Dumb and Dumber T O. Yes, I don't know. I know. I'm I'm scared too. Oh, have they're some talking faith. about them having kids, and the thought of them having oh, children Jesus. is just too terrifying to actually be able to enjoy the film at all. But, no, but you know what makes me happy about it? Uh, they brought the blind kid back. Yeah, he's coming they back. Did. Yes, the yes. blind kid's coming oh back. God. The same adult. kid that played him? Yes. Yep. Oh my God. Yes, pretty he's bird. coming back. Pretty, the, bird, pretty, bird, pretty bird. Pretty bird. I just thought he was quiet. <laughs> you sold my dead bird to a blind kid? Hey, I got it. <laughs> That's one of the greatest lines in a movie ever. Yep. Oh, <laughs> sold my dead bird to a blind kid? No, no, no. No, no. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, or do you realize what you've done? Wait, wait, wait. Come it's on. It's actually that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Come on. Let's get it real. For real. For real. For real. The best line in that movie is, so, do you not want to know what the most annoying sound in the world is? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fine. Um, yes, uh, this movie is so fucking good. In fact, each time I watch it, it gets better and better. And yeah. I've actually watched this yep. with my parents. Uh, my mom and my dad is... My mom and dad are the type of people that, you know, when I was a kid, shunned almost every movie that Jim Carrey did and said, no, you're not going to go see that. And of course, I found my way to do that. Why not? Because I'm a rebellious kid. And I watched that movie with them and my aunt and uncle um, who are about the same age as them. And to this day, they actually really like the movie. And they, they laugh at the same parts that I do. And uh, it's just... That shag carpet dog yeah. truck. They have they, to lift they the, the thing out to get the thing out. Brilliant. Comedy gold. It's really fucking good. Just... Uh, yeah. In the suitcase. Yeah. If you haven't Sam seen tonight, this movie, I was way you off. You need to watch it. Yes. If <laughs> you haven't seen this movie, oh my god, what planet shame. have you been living you on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix too. So it oh, has, yeah. yeah, it has to. It be. has to be. Um, when they open up the, so when I was a kid and I first saw this movie, and they open up the suitcase and it's like full of IOUs, and he says they're just as good. <laughs> I didn't get it as a kid, and now I do oh. because I've had so many people yeah. be like, I, I got an IOU. Oh my god, the moment Yeah, and so there's the one he grabs. He's like, 150 thou. Want to hold on to that one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jeff Daniels was really good in this movie, yes. too. And it was just, you know, we happen to be on a Jim Carrey highlight reel right now. But mm-hmm. that is a good comedy all the way around. Yeah. And, and a lot, I think it's a lot better than I thought it was originally. And the more, like you said, the more and more you watch it, the funnier it is. Yep. So um, It has a very unique 
strange but amazing soundtrack too. I actually own the it. Soundtrack does. Oh my movie. god, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. My then. dad and I used to listen to that soundtrack like two or three times between driving from California to Denver for a hockey camp back in the day. Nice. Oh wow. I used to listen to that soundtrack all the time. Those songs are burned into my brain. Nice. Um yeah. one final note before we move on to the next movie. Um Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels have publicly said that they're both working their asses off uh, to get Dumb and Dumber 2 off the ground, which is supposed to start filming either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. And again, Jeff Daniels, who is more than likely going to and should win every Emmy for the newsroom, coming from Will McAvoy... Going back. McAvoy? McAvoy, excuse me. I said McAvoy, didn't I? Once again, yeah. Kevin has problems with names. I, I say words and I hear farts. Eddie, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy? Tom Cruise? Eddie, oh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited that Jeff Daniels, who's like now this high profile actor because of the newsroom, is like going back. At the time, he was already a pretty high profile actor. And Terms of endearment, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Terms yeah. of endearment. Terms yeah. of endearment, that's another one. Yes. That movie will rip your heart out, step on it, put it back in, and then smirk at you like it's your fault. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. Sorry, little, that was a very thanks for that vaginal of- interlude, pussy. Yeah. Moving on. Well, now I know what I want to do. Now I know what to do for my Saturday evenings. <laughs> Fuck this. Punch terms of endearment yep. and eat Ben and Jerry's. Yep. And then just women. Lots of lots of red wine. Um, yeah. Nineteen ninety four. All right. Really Best guys. year for Jim Carrey so far. Probably. Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety five. Batman yeah. Forever. Hey, his Edward Nigma was actually one of the saving graces of that movie. He was, uh, okay, this is is how I feel about Jim Carrey. He is always good. Even if it's not, like, amazing, at the bare minimum, he's always good. Does not necessarily mean the movie's good. True. Yes. But Batman Forever is pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones as motherfucking Two-Face. That was pretty good. Yes. And the reason it's still pretty good, I'm convinced, is because Tim Burton was still involved. He was producing it. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a lot of say. And then as soon as he left and they're like, all right, Joel Schumacher, do whatever you want to do. And he's like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how he sounds. And then Dr. Freeze happened. So, Uh, or Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. But 1995 also had Ace Ventura, When When Nature Nature Calls, calls, which I Uh, love this one. I watched this one. I think I've seen this one more times than I've seen the first Ace Ventura. By the way. By the way, just imagine I'm 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I go to see opening day of Batman Forever because I worship Jim Carrey. And the first preview to come on the previews that was just released that day was for Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. And I was like, <gasps> it doesn't get better. Th- I just I contemplated hanging myself that night just because it's just not going to get better than this. There's nothing better that could happen. <laughs> Well, this was this was Jim Carrey's like major heyday. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yep. but highlight of that movie, the Slinky. The Slinky, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, it was right <laughs> there. This was incredible. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh my god, so good. Oh, so good. Um, there's a lot of really good parts in that. Yeah. Um, the Hi ho, silver away. Oh my god, I remember seeing that and that uh, with my dad, and he like. Ejected himself off of the couch onto the floor, which is like laughing. He was like, um, just hit the deck. Even though he did it in the first Ace Ventura, I think when he's driving uh, and then, you know, goes in through all of these accidents, wrecks the shit out of his car, and then yeah. parks it perfectly, yeah. and then goes, mm, like, like a glove. <laughs> 
And so, um, my older brother Brian uh, went to school in Southern California, and this guy had like the Subaru WRX and was driving through like this miniature quad that had a uh, volleyball court and was just driving through, revving the engine, did a 360, parked it, and like skid and parked it right on the uh, the sand as he's telling the story, and went, jumped out of the car and went, like a glove. <laughs> And oh I, my God. Why isn't that an internet sensation? Like people I, doing yeah, those tricks like with their cars and then saying like a glove. That should totally be a meme. We there should start that shit. Yes, we should start that shit. Have fun All right. with that. Who's that sounds really awfully good dangerous. Stunt driver that we know. <laughs> not me. Because we'll die if we try it. Yeah, not me either. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Ask I'll my brother. I've crashed. Uh, uh, the funny thing was back in the day, I used to just crash my cars all the time and then be like, all right, Brian, here's my car and give it to him and then get a wow. new car. So he always had my busted <laughs> There you go. There you go. But yeah, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, definitely worth the watch. A I love that sequel. one. Yep. So the, how the tribe like spits on each other as like a sign of respect yes. and he, like works up all that phlegm. I do that. Like I do that like disgusting phlegm noise just to gross people out. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. and the back guano stuff was hilarious yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. To this day, I still hold up bowls at stores, like going through department stores, and I go, Guano. Guano. (laughs) Collect the whole set. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Moving on from that, this is where it starts to take a dark turn. Uh, Hey. No, not not a dark turn as in like a bad turn, but in a dark turn as as in character. I was about to have to get gangster. No, I love the cable guy. I think I this one's. Love it too. I think this one's really underrated. It's been too yes. long since I've seen it, so um, I cannot make a, a call on that. But I do remember seeing it. Matthew Broderick playing the straight man to Jim Carrey is awesome, yes. uh, and that's one of Leslie Mann's first movies, and mm-hmm. she went kind of went away for a while. Unless you count George of the Jungle, George but she's the great jungle. in that movie. She's too. Been, George, George, she was in a George. bunch of like TV stuff too, though. She's been in yeah. a bunch, but this one's really good, and this is the first time that Jim Carrey kind of takes a little bit more of a sinister role, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the obsessive thing. But it was uh, it was actually a pretty deep character, and I yeah. think he did a really great job with it. So pathological. It's a little haunting yeah. for me because I am the same way about like television and movies as a child. Like if I want to come <laughs> up with a fake name, I'm gonna say something from a movie. There you go it has to be yep <laughs> what's your name it's larry tate but that's not important right now <laughs> <laughs> i think this was also uh ben stiller's first theatrical movie he directed as well yeah. no 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 no. it wasn't the first one he's been directing for a while no, no i said movie i know he's been yeah. directing tv but i think this was his first movie that he directed first feature film that he directed wow. yeah i'm pretty sure interesting hmm. i'm gonna look this up because he's directed a shitload since then oh and then yeah. he directs more than he acts lately lately yeah, yeah which makes me super excited about the secret life of walter mitty that's gonna be like yeah i that is on my top 10 of 2013 to see okay um, well while you're looking that up yes. and in the interest of time yes um liar liar <gasps> also yes. a really really good movie um God, best part of that whole movie the outtakes at the end during the credits uh, i don't know so fucking funny i want to bounce those blue. things like sugar ray leonard <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, I found out the first movie he directed was a movie called Reality Bites with yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really, that's a big Gen X movie. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Which, actually, they might be turning that into a TV show, I heard, which wow. is fucking weird. I don't know. Like, Still why, set in, like, the early 90s? I don't know. I know nothing <laughs> about that. I just heard something about them wanting to make it a TV show, and that's really weird to me. Um, if they made it, like, a niche, like, early 90s style show on purpose, I would watch it. Yeah, Yeah. I'd give it a shot. Hey, nerdlings, this is Sarah Ashley. 
If I may interrupt your podcast listening for just a minute, I would really like to talk to you guys about Nerdonomy.com. That's our website. If you guys haven't been to it already, you should really go check it out. We have a page where you can just meet the nerds. We have a blog where we have all of our original content that we write when we're not recording. And we also have listener feedback. So if you guys really want to go ahead and talk to us, see what we have to offer, or even maybe make a nice healthy donation at our merch station, then you can please do so at Nerdonomy.com. All right, and now enjoy your podcast. But anyway, so liar, liar. Yeah. My um, favorite moment is when he's pulled over by the cop. Yeah, and then he just like he just goes into that entire like spitball of <gasps> I was pulled over for running a red light and everything else. <laughs> running a red light. And then he's like, is that well, all? Running a red light and speeding. <laughs> is that all? <laughs> no. No. Opens glove. I have a parking ticket. <laughs> they just like spit out too. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks horrified, like. <gasps> Sorry. Right afterwards. Yep. Um, so good. Yeah, that's an amazing one. So good. I think everybody needs to see that. And yes. if anything, just for his fight with the pen. Yeah. <laughs> the pen is blue. The pen is blue. The, the pen. goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> the pen that I hold in my hand is real blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, really, really good. <laughs> Again, back to the outtakes, just because they're so fucking funny. When it comes to the um, the part when, you know, they come to the realization that they had a prenuptial agreement, but it was null and void because um, the chick was underage when she agreed to the contract. But um, <laughs> so when, he, when they've come to prenuptial agreement, and he does like his little prenuptial agreement, like dance and like jazz is like all the way up to the like judge. <laughs> And then puts his arm on the thing and just stares at her with the most serious face. It's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> I just love that they had so much fun doing that. And mm-hmm. Sherry O'Terry had a, yes. a nice little bit in that as the very weird secretary. <laughs> and you know what? To be fair to anybody out there who is not a huge Jim Carrey fan, Jim Carrey's a polarizing actor at this point. Like, you either are really into him and yeah. his shtick yeah. and how hilarious it is, yeah. or it just grates on you. And I have heard a lot of people who are in the opposite realm of us who just don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And By and the that's, way, they're wrong. That's okay. Opinions are wrong on this podcast, <laughs> so wrong. they're wrong. He's like a modern-day vaudevillian actor because, like, he can do all sorts of things. Like, he's yeah. really good at impersonations. He has, like, you know, silly putty face, and mm-hmm. he can be a really good serious actor, which <gasps> segues into... The Truman Show, 1998, <sighs> yes. which, um, for a lot of people, this is his... his Piece de resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing I think you were looking yep, for. Yeah, I could talk about the Truman Show literally for days on end because I have a huge hard on for that movie. I love it to pieces. Um, I recently just watched it on Netflix uh, two weeks ago, and the movie is like almost perfect for me. Like it has everything that I want out of it. Like a sci-fi element. Uh, you have some hilarious uh, comedic bits. You have some serious drama. You have some really interesting twists and turns and a very interesting villain who doesn't think he's a villain. He thinks he's an artist. And I love that when a villain doesn't think that they're evil. I think he thinks he's God. Yeah. 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 And it has a lot of heart too. And, mm-hmm. and just the end, the end of the movie is lovely brilliant it just feels so good. good so it, yeah. yes that one is i would agree it's a so damn near a perfect movie yeah um then in 1980 he was also in simon birch yes although. um he had a total of i think 
three to five minutes of screen time at the literally the beginning, the mm-hmm. opening shot and the ending shot. Okay. But he also narrates the entire movie. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he does narrate. Yeah. And I actually, I'm a big fan of Simon Birch. That is a great coming of age story uh, that also has David Strather, and I just realized. And then we have Man on the Moon, which I think is uh, his best performance, um, yes. where he basically becomes Andy Kaufman. And it's such a good movie. And I don't. There's not only. There's only so much you can say about this. But, but it's you, very polarizing, you need though. to watch it. I've actually. How's it polarizing? Like I remember having this conversation with a couple of my film friends back in college, talking about Man on the Moon, and film nerds like really liked it, and some really, really despised it. Were either of you guys fortunate enough to uh, be aware of Andy Kaufman? before this movie unfortunately no i was aware of like of of minor things you know like the mighty mouse stuff um latka taxi reruns that kind of stuff um didn't really see much of his stand-up but i think they did a documentary about him that was made for hbo or some sort of premium channel and i caught it when i was younger and i was like this guy's amazing he does the kind of stuff i want to do which is just this awkward performance art where your immediate audience is just going to be horrified but anybody right. else watching that would be laughing their ass off that kind of thing and tony clifton and how he enjoyed bombing and and when he just read this entire book yeah. to yes a crowd. we we talked about that in the yeah, i want to f scott fitzgerald yep. episode that's right that's right. Because it, he was reading The yeah, Great Gatsby. Yeah, he just reads The yep. Great Gatsby. It's yeah. The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, I think in the credits for Man on the Moon, um, his credit for Andy Kaufman, I think, was listed as Tony Clifton. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. And I remember watching the credits and going, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But then, you know, yeah. looking back at the movie. Yeah. Brilliant. And if you get a chance to watch the Inside the Actor Studio thing about that, where he talks about doing that movie, it's yeah. pretty cool. He, he pulls a, uh, what's his name, um, from Lincoln and from... Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, he, he totally pulled a Daniel Day-Lewis. Where he basically this. said that he didn't, he wasn't actually in that movie. He wasn't there. That was Andy Kaufman. Yeah. So... It's, date man um after that 2000 me myself and irene and he partners up uh, uh back with uh bobby and peter farrelly who directed him in dumb and dumber mm-hmm. i really like this movie i do too it was good it was not one of my favorites but it was good and actually then i think he and renee zellweger got together for a little bit after that and were engaged and then yeah. they broke up huh yep i thought this was he a- did that a lot with different women he did that yeah. with the the chick from dumb and dumber too oh right. yeah lauren Holly. except he was actually married to her oh, i thought wow. yep he was married to Lauren Holly, Interesting. and then mm-hmm. Jenny McCarthy after that. Yep, for a long time. She he was married to yeah. Jenny McCarthy for I think better part of seven years. Or something yeah, like that. I wonder what his stance is on vaccinations. I thought that that was the best pairing ever. Jenny McCarthy and Jim Carrey, just these two fucking outlandish personalities. Yeah. By the way, I just realized JC and JC. What? Oh wait, no, it's McCarthy. Never mind. What? what? Jim Once Carrey. again, trouble with names, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. We apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to stop talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> then he did How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which, okay, and I've seen this movie a lot because a kid I used to babysit made me watch three movies all summer over and over again, and it was the first Harry Potter, Shrek, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, oh, man. You had to watch it ad nauseum. That's... Yeah. It was good the first time I saw it. I enjoyed it. And then after that, I was like, I don't need to ever see this again. I've seen it a few times, and I'm clearly. Whoa. And uh, and I would say, like, I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's really good. I have to skip through the, the little girl singing part, because that annoys the shit mm-hmm. out of me. But uh, this is a Ron Howard movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it looked really good. I think it captured the story nicely, added all those extra background elements that I thought were kind of cute. But, yeah, mm. it was good. Totally worth it. Uh, an actually significantly underrated movie, The Majestic. Yes. 2001. Yes. yes. Um, 
Fucking fantastic movie. I actually got to meet Frank Darabont uh, a couple years ago, and we shot the shit, and he's a huge movie nerd, and he's a huge technology nerd, so this was, you know, right up my alley. I actually asked him, what was it like working with Jim Carrey? And I know I'm going to butcher my own memory of this, but he said something along the lines of, it was like working with your older brother, but he's actually younger than you. Nice. Okay. That's amazing. That's interesting. Like, it's just it's so cool. So so cool. I, you know, I've heard some I've heard some very interesting things about Jim Carrey from like interviews and stuff where people have said people who have interviewed him have talked about it and they say that he's like he can either be like really cool and very friendly, but if once he gets himself into like kind of like a dark space, he's really in that dark space for a while. Hmm. And uh, and I guess I heard something where he did like a phone in radio interview and he was like, Yeah, I'm sitting in the dark in my kitchen smoking a cigarette by myself and I didn't sleep at all and he was just like it was like really kind of weird. Jeez. Yeah. Um, you can't be that up all the time without having true. severe Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that. In the majestic, he really doesn't have that many comedic or funny moments, but no. he plays a straight man perfectly. Well, too. this is this is kind of. I mean, yes, he has it in the Truman Show, but this is one of the first times that we see him do like really straight all the way through. Yeah, and very earnest. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really, really good movie. I would not say it's one of his best performances, and I wouldn't even say it's one of the best movies, but I will say that this um, this one was significantly underrated. I, I really like this movie, and I would recommend it for anyone who. Who enjoys nostalgia Hollywood? Yeah. Um, this this movie it, it reeks of it, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it's definitely the we love Hollywood slurp slurp kind of thing. But classic nineteen thirties forties Hollywood. Yeah. And it's all shot in Northern California near Humboldt County, where I went to college. Oh, and it's really? gorgeous up there. If you've ever yeah. seen the ocean and those cliffs. Oh wow, that's yep. excellent. Um, and then, actually, technically speaking, Jim Carrey's most successful movie to date um, by box office numbers: Bruce Almighty. Yep. In 2003, Ugh. which Wait, no, you don't Sean. like it? No, not a not a huge. I'm not a huge not fan a of huge it either. Fan. <sighs> it's a good movie. I'm not a huge <sighs> fan of it either, but it's, it's so. Good. I will say, I love it's Jim Carrey good. sharing screen time with Morgan Freeman. I love yes. that. Morgan Freeman is God. I mean, you, you, you can't get any better than that. No, but it was it was a cheesy movie. Oh, but it was so good. I mean, it was good. It was just cheesy. But I just, There's nothing works. wrong with cheesy. I'm just letting you know that that's what it was. Okay, fine. And yeah, the series didn't get uber Christian until the next one anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, yeah. Evan Almighty was not as bad as everyone makes it out to be because it doesn't really mm. get that Christian. If you've seen Bruce Almighty and you enjoy it, and then they make Evan Almighty, you're like, why would I it was kind of a slap the character well, I hated and was so annoying and... It's just, because they uh, were going to make a sequel and Jim Carrey didn't want to do it. Yep. And I think this is kind of where Steve he actually... Carell well, this is really where he big. made the very conscious decision in his career that he was going to stop doing the typical things that everybody wants him to do. And so... You this know, is, yeah, looking this at is, the movies from this point forward, that makes a lot of sense. And this is where he started picking his movies for his sake. Yeah. Um, this is where Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind comes in. Um, oh, in God, I love that movie. And that came out in 2004, so that was the year I graduated from high 2004. school. 2004, holy shit, I was 21. I had just started drinking a bunch, probably. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember, I think, I think, I can't remember age 21 very much. There you go. Because as soon as I turned 21, I was like, I'm going to go hang out at bars all the time. <laughs> And then your memory goes blank. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything. I remember hearing a lot of stories from vets. I remember a lot of body shots. There was a miscarriage or two in there. Oh, my no, God. What? <laughs> Damn. I thought Jim Carrey got into a deep and dark place. Jesus. 
in the middle of the bar? What were they doing in there in the first place? <laughs> That's how we did it. It was our own private kind of thing. It's just like, gotcha. just keep drinking whiskey till it's gone. Oh, my oh. God. You know? Anywho. Well, I'm going to call Akbar on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind um, is definitely way more indie feeling. And, yeah. Uh, uh, Mikhail Gondry. So yeah. Good. And it's, it's uh, way darker. It's sci-fi technically speaking Mm -hmm. and um very good if you're in the middle of a breakup (laughs) it's perfect for those sorts of situations yep um about erasing um people from your memories so it's very or if you really want to break up with who you're with yeah (laughs) there you go because that's how i was feeling it works as inspiration yeah kate winslet (laughs) is in that um elijah wood is in that movie tom wilkinson Mm -hmm. tom wilkinson Wilkinson. Mm -hmm. oh by the way Mm. I'm going uber nerd here. One of the only serious, like, dramatic performances from David Cross. Oh, that's right. Yeah, David Cross, like, stand-up comedian slash, you know, uh, Tobias on Arrested Development and did Mr. Show, is actually a pretty serious, just like a dramatic character in this movie. He's not anything over the top. Uh, Did he have a full beard in that? Did I'm trying to remember. I think he might have. I, think yeah. I know he, he had was, a beard, yeah. He was like one of the mutual friends of Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet's characters. I think they met because of them. Yeah. yeah. It was. It's a really good movie. Um, really good performances all around. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I think I took, I took the scene from when Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey meet on the train, and I actually did that in an acting class once with somebody. That was, nice. That was really fun. That was really fun. My main takeaway from it, again, because I haven't seen it in a while, um, is that I love, I, I hate mispronouncing things, uh, Michel Gondry's uh, directing style. He's very... You said it perfectly. Oh, sweet. Victory for just once. Um, but yeah, I love his directing style. He's very arts and craftsy, but he loves doing things in camera and like sleight of hand, which makes me think that he was a magician at one yes, point. he likes but, to make land lanyards and weave baskets while he's also and sit on a rocker and talk about the golden days (laughs) (laughs) Um, which made me love his other movie Be Kind Rewind and um, I actually am a big fan of the Green Hornet cool Um, I like the Green Hornet too and Fun. then uh, Lemony Snicket happens, um, and he plays a good villain in it. I, Count Olaf. There's only so much to say about it. It's cute, and it was a good performance. I still haven't seen this movie. That's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Is it okay? Is, should I should I check it out? Yeah. It's fun. It's I, worth a while. Throw me a dollar amount I should spend on it. Three dollars. Three dollars? So if I can get it for two ninety nine on the Amazon Instant Video. There you go. I guess so, or, you know, borrow it from a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I have no friends that own that movie. Okay. Uh, then, fun... <laughs> then... Are you trying to say you have no friends? <laughs> That's what I meant. I have no friends. Okay. Well, it's a children's movie, so I yeah. should hope that he doesn't really have many friends well, with... Or if he, with if all if the jokes that he makes, if I these can't... People, or if, he, if he's friends with people who have kids, I hope that they keep him far, 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 far away. away. <laughs> I actually hang out with people's kids all the time. I don't say the horrible I know, things I I know, I know. I'm sure, I'm sure you're great around kids. I'm just God, joking. I am. Um, 2005, Fun with Dick and Jane, which I have not seen this movie all the way through. I enjoy it. If, yeah. And I've also seen the original. The original is pretty funny for the time. It's like a, it's a very updated version. Every tell. single time I start to watch it, I get really bored. So Really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But I knew everything that was going to happen already because I'd seen the original. So <laughs> I was just trying to see the different ways they could approach things. Yeah. Okay. It was uh, pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Then a couple years goes by, and then we get the number 23. Uh. I saw this on a date in the movie theater, and it was not good. This is not a good movie. It's No. 
Jim Carrey. It's not even a like hole said, cut in the bottom of the popcorn bag kind no, of movie. Oh, it's not even that. It, I oh, mean, wow. no, you really should. I really, actually, if you were giving handies in the theater, at least you were probably having a better time than I was watching this movie because <laughs> I'm just like, uh. But Jim Carrey's How again. How do you have it up in this movie, by the way? <laughs> God, this movie's so fucked up. Too. It is really fucked up. It's really weird, and it's it's just awkward. And yeah. and not to say that again, Jim Carrey does not do a bad job. No, he doesn't. He was actually good in the movie. It just is a bad, bad, bad movie. Joel Schumacher does who directed this. He does not do dark movies well. Like there's the Nicolas Cage one, Snake Eyes was a uh, one of those or Eight Millimeter. I mixed those no, two. No, 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 no. Snake Eyes was uh, Brian De Palma. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. then I'm thinking of Eight Millimeter, which another Joel Schumacher dark, dark movie. Okay. It's not good, and it's just he demented. did good dark movies in the '80s. He did like. Like Flatliners. Okay, I'm I think gonna look he did that Lost up. Lost Boys too, didn't he? Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up then. Um, 2008, Yes Man, and this is kind of like Jim Carrey definitely returning to what Jim Carrey has like did best back in the 90s. However, I to me this one felt kind of off and irrelevant. It didn't mm. feel like it fit the time, and I really I have a major problem with him having a romantic interest with somebody who's about the same age as his daughter. <laughs> so that made me kind of uncomfortable. It was cute too. and kitschy. That's why I like it. It was it was him going back to the slapsticky kind of Jim Carrey that we saw in previous films, but the difference between his last movie that was that style was Bruce Almighty, where he was comical. But he wasn't so over the top that it took him out of you actually caring about the character that he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'll, yeah, that and was in good. Yes Man, it was more like liar, liar, and some of the movies before that where it, like it's just so over the top that you're inv- invested in that part of the character, not the actual yeah. intimate part of the character. Yeah. yeah. So even though I think technically a box office flop, I feel like technically, let's see. I think it like broke even after DVD rentals and sales. No, I think it no, it was, or it no, was a rampant really good. success. Oh, that's good. Yeah, rampant success. We skipped over one. Uh, he was a voice of Horton in the animated movie Horton Hears a Who. Oh, whatever. No, that's after Yes Man. They mm-hmm. came out the same, same year. year. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2008. Hmm. I saw that in theaters. That's a good movie. Okay. Also, Steve Carell's in that too. I have not seen Horton Hears a Who, but I read the shit out of the book. Yep. It was a cute movie. It was, it okay. was cute, yeah. Um, nice. 2009, I love you, Philip Morris. Um, this one, I think, actually didn't do as well as they were hoping, um, but it didn't really have mm. like a traditional run in theaters either because yeah. it was more independent. Um, yeah. It, it but was, it was—it's so fucking good, and everybody needs to watch it. I John, agree. I know, I have to see it. I know, I'm sorry, shit. Uh, this this movie definitely <laughs> pushes the boundaries of like other characters he's played. Like this is nothing like he's played before. Yeah. Like there's little bits and pieces of the person Jim Carrey in this role that makes the character unique. But I really liked how it wasn't anything that I've seen from Jim Carrey before. Yeah. And And Ewan McGregor was just delightful. And just because now we're pretty much current, 2009, A Christmas Carol, he did a bunch of voices in that. Uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins was a huge flop. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Mm -mm. It was not a huge flop. Huge flop. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, it's a kid's movie. But, okay, just... uh, but it was a forgettable movie that was enjoyable while you were watching it. Critically, everybody hates it. Yeah, so there's that. Um, yeah. And then Incredible, Incredible Burt Wonderstone, that was a right. flop. All right, so I did see that yeah. movie, and as dry as it is, the actors are doing a good job, um, but the story is just very, I think the word is uh, just tepid. It's just it's, yeah. it's a very like passable movie, but Jim Carrey is, again, the best part it's of that whole movie. It's a pool of tepid standing water. There you go, yes. That movie is a pool of tepid standing water where there's little pockets of hilarity. Infection. Yes. 
Well, infection implies something bad, but I would say Jim Carrey was definitely the best part of that movie when he played the character. I think his name was uh, Steve Gray. A Su- Chris Angel yes. ripoff. But hilarious. It was so funny. And he played like, an, he it was like the excellent version of a douchebag, too. It just yeah. worked so well. I'm just going to say this real quick. If you guys hear any weird barky noises or dogs squeaking, it's because the two little puppies that I have here are, just woke up and decided that they're going to wrestle with each other. So, We actually <laughs> listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts, and the fact that he has yep. a dog barking in the background, Shecky. we figured that would help. Yep. Yeah. Shecky. <laughs> Shecky! Shecky! Shut the fuck up, Shecky! Love, yeah, he's always just, he just demoralizes that dog. Yeah. But he loves her so much. Um, Um, Kick-Ass 2. He was awesome. So awesome. I still haven't seen it. I hate myself. That and... I've been so busy lately. I haven't had time to go see that in the theater. Make time to see it when you do. But here's the thing. Jim Carrey basically kind of retracted his role in the movie after the fact. His support, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what? I want to see how he is in the movie. But here's the thing. This is what we should be talking about Like as we're wrapping this up. Because we're kind of looking at the rise and fall of Jim Carrey, right? So he had yeah. he definitely had a peak, and then he, I mean, even though he's still making good movies, um, they're further, fewer and farther in between. We're getting less Jim Carrey, and we're getting more Jim Carrey ranting on Twitter or doing the funnier die video, Cold Dead Hands, and being um, much more politically active about gun violence. You know, especially post Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. The thing is, is this is turning a lot of his audience away. Um, it's yeah. pissing off a lot of Republicans, of course. But um, you Shocker. know, a lot a lot of people are saying that he's just doing it for the sake of doing it and to get attention. When he's saying, you know, what I'm in a I'm in a place in my life where I can just I can say what I want to say and do the things that I want to do that speak closer to my heart and to my convictions. Yeah, when yeah, he has- doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to forever. Right. Yeah, although his daughter um, auditioned for American Idol. I don't know. I don't remember how far she got, but I remember she auditioned. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, when Charlton Heston is a gun advocate for the NRA, people are okay with that. Yet with Jim Carrey talking about how he's opposed to gun violence and people are just passing it off, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. He's just doing a lot of talking on Twitter and... Well, he has a, actually, he has a really cool Twitter account. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm just watching the docs. They're kind of fun. Yeah. And so, all right, well, I would say with Kick-Ass 2, yeah, it was a complete departure uh, from anything he's ever done before. Um, there aren't even any Jim Carrey little nuggets that you would expect from him in Kick-Ass 2. Surprise. I was caught off guard by it myself, but he was a, he played a really cool character. Um, very relatable, I guess you could say. But I guess looking forward to 2014, we have him returning as Lloyd Christmas in... Dumb and Dumber too. Yep, and nice. um, he's also going to be in another movie that was originally supposed to get made in 2010 with James Franco in the role, I believe, and it's called Ricky. Oh God, what's it called? Uh, Ricky something or other. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Ricky Stenicky. That's what it's called, um, and that one's in pre-production right now. And based on what I'm hearing, just from the the stirrings through the grapevine. By that, I mean Huffington Post articles. Um, It's actually supposed to be pretty good, and a lot of people are really um, on board for that. Um, Steve Odekirk is going to be directing it. Ooh, cool. So... That's nice. going to be really helpful. So yeah, I, I think I think Jim Carrey's like his career is like far from over. Um, yeah, but he's, he's got a lot of years left. He's got yeah. a lot of U turns, left turns. I I I'm, figure eight turns to make. 
even with the movies that were only okay that he starred in after Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, um, I really like his career path, and I've been entertained the entire time, which is obviously, I guess, a good sign because he's doing his job really well. I really want to see what he does next because uh, looking at the past decade, he's really taken a more or less of a U-turn and like not necessarily shied away from comedy, but started getting into interesting roles. Not serious, but interesting. And so mm-hmm. I really like that turn that he's making and I really am looking forward to seeing what he does next, even including Dumb and Dumber 2. I've always loved Jim Carrey, and though I haven't followed a lot of his movies lately, I think mostly because I'm scared that it'll sully the image of him that I have still. Uh, I really want to see Kick-Ass 2. I know he's going to be awesome in it, especially because Kevin told me he was, and Kevin and I align a lot on a lot of our opinions. Uh-huh, yeah. I know. It's yep. like we're connected. It's like we're we're like nerds or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a nerd, too. That doesn't mean uh, I agree with everything I'm looking forward to him doing more say. serious stuff, because honestly, The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and uh, Man on the Moon are some of my favorite performances of his and those were all of the more serious roles yeah. that he's done. Yeah. So I think I think people just need to uh put what he did before in the past away. Like he, he put it in the bank. It's yeah. done. It's there. You can go back to it if you need to. Yeah. He's moving on. And it well, he has been moving on for the past 10 years yeah. and he's been doing a great job at it. So mm-hmm. um aside from I think actually probably just the past maybe year and a half where people are starting to speak out about him being off the rocker. But yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true. As long as he goes back to do at least one comedy movie every so often, well, and here's, I'm, all, I'm all for it. And his personal life, just speaking to that it, and him kind of going off the rails and, and being really opinionated, people just expect him to be the funny man. And, I, you know... You guys get a pretty good, you know, version of me on the podcast of where I, you know, it's it's a lot of serious and a little bit of funny and stuff like that. In my personal life, I am the weird, crazy one, and every once in a while, I have to like tone it down and just be like, okay, guys, you know, I'm a I'm a real human being, okay? <laughs> and so, and but like that's and this is like a small scale. So can you imagine being Jim Carrey? All and, the time. And then people just yeah. saying, just be Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Do that. I feel like I have that problem, too, just like you, Sarah, where you're always making jokes and trying to be the life of the party. And then when you're feeling down, people are always, like, looking at you like a dog that just thought it hurt its name. Yeah. Like, what Make is, me why feel are better. you not hilarious right now? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. 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 You're like, um, I have problems, too. Yeah. I stubbed my fucking toe. Okay? <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> I, I come across on this podcast as a goof. I've, I've listened to all the episodes, and yeah, I, I, I hear myself as a goof. And in real life, I am a goof, but I can also be sensitive and quiet and like long walks on the beach. Kevin. Well, thank you, Sean. You would know. I've felt, felt your sensitivities. You, sent, you felt my sensitivities percolate. Inside me. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I know, right? Should I leave you two alone? Well, I mean, we do, we've do. we been doing this, like, yeah, you guys, each episode. You guys have been flirting a lot over <laughs> Skype. It's kind of uncomfortable. Sean, I think I we know. need to make this happen. This internet dating has gone no, on far too I long. I only like being catfished by guys that are really fat and don't look <laughs> like themselves. I was about to say, I'm like, from, is this a catfish situation? No, I, I have to not ever have seen them, be totally okay with not ever seeing them. Uh, believe all the lies about why they can't get on Skype or see me even though they live 45 minutes away and still love them. Right. Because that's the dumbest show on fucking television. (laughs) All right. Side tangent side. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you, Jim Carrey. You you are doing your job incredibly well, and I want you to keep keep going at it. 
Keep doing what you're doing, doing, son. It. Keep doing you. Do's, do's it how you do's it. Mm-hmm. Son? Son? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alrighty then. So with that, uh, you guys can uh, go to our website at nerdonomy.com. You can check out our blog. You can email Brand us Brand new there. website. Brand new website. Our That's website right. website has Holla. been fancified. It's mm-hmm. super duper fancy now. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Brian and Eric and Kevin. Did you do some work on that? And no. Sarah, of I course, Sarah, who put Sarah the blog together. A lot of work. The blog looks amazing, by the way. The work Thanks. that I do is writing blog posts. There you go. Yeah, Sean. It's work. Kevin, thank you for going to the website a lot. You're very welcome. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually... Oh, no. I, I This won't... Ne- never mind. Go on. I didn't do shit for the website either besides call Brian and be like, why does this look like this? <laughs> I do not approve. <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> Fix it now. Not like that. <laughs> and then five minutes later, okay, it looks good. All right, all right. Fine. It's good. All right. Glad you could contribute. Um, so, yes, you can go to our... He needs that. Yeah. You can go to our Brian, brand new website. Um, you can find our handy-dandy donate button. Um, give us money if you feel like it. Which is great. You can email us. You can do all that cool stuff. Um, if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can also follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at Sarah Ash 16 I am at Long Dong Silver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, you changed I your am- handle. <laughs> <laughs> I am at. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I am. I am at Big Sean Mo. And I that's S E A N. That's how I spell my name. And I am at the Sutorius. That is T H E S U T O R I U S. Or you can also follow our company Twitter at Nerdonomy. And you can also like us on Facebook. We just have one big one now. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got rid of Nerds on Film and, and Nerds, Nerds on, on History. History. We merged them. We are all as one. Yes, Unity. Because we're trying to steal some of the listeners. Unity! Yes! <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that show. <laughs> Sorry, more Chappelle show references. Okay. Oh. Um, but we're trying to uh, steal some of the listeners from Nerds on History because they have way more. Yeah. So, if you've sent us feedback, we yeah, haven't yeah. gotten it because Brian hasn't been here and apparently he's the master of all the feedback. So, with that, we'd like to welcome you to join us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye! Peace! Long Dong Silver. (laughs) (laughs) And roll credits. And now... Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Uh.